I can hear that damn cricket. Yeah, he's chilling. There's there's like a hundred of them. Lucy found a baby snake in the basement yesterday. Ooh. So that's pretty cool. He, she just carried him upstairs. Fun. <laughs> All right, let's give this shit a try. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to another episode of the Couch GM's podcast. Music in my ears again. <laughs> What's that? The music? It, it, yeah, the music got me. Yes, I didn't realize it was set to loop. So, oh, okay. Take two. I don't know. I think it was fine. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to another episode of the Couch GM's podcast. It is Friday, September 22nd, 2023. I'm your host, George Kurt, joined by the two best friends anyone could ask for, Tyler Snyder and Cody Roadcap in the house. First off, Tyler, welcome back. Uh, enjoy your cricket in the background as well. Thank you. Thank you. You guys get to hear my cricket in the basement. Uh, I named him Jiminy. Uh, he's been living here for a little while now. Don't know where he is. Can't get him out. So just going to have to deal with him. Jiminy Cricket will be a guest on our show today. And Cody Roadcap. Cody, how you feeling? Hey, hey, I'm just talking to America here. Mark. <laughs> Gino Smith, part of one of the greater sound bites, two straight weeks. Um, if you guys haven't seen it, go search on Twitter for that one. It's a good one. Um, just a quick reminder, as it's been the last few weeks, we are uh, doing our joint show every single Friday. And Cody has a bonus episode earlier in the week about the Couch GM's World Cup. Make sure you check all that out as well as follow us on our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Couch GM's to get all the info you need to know for fantasy, NFL, etc. And as always, feel free to send us a DM with any of your fantasy questions. We are always here to help you make your best lineup decisions, help you with waivers, whatever we got to do to help you win your leagues. A um, lot to happen in week two. Why don't we take a look back, sit back, relax, and chat. So, I mean, I guess we have to start at the end of week two here with the Nick Chubb injury, unfortunately, on Monday night. Um, prayers up to him. I hope he can actually make a recovery, and it's not the end of his career. Second major knee injury on the same knee is never a good thing. Um, but any any takeaways from the Nick Chubb thing? We can move into fantasy as well, but I just want to give you guys a shot to uh, say your well wishes if you'd like. Yeah, definitely well wishes. I mean, how how many before we even get into Nick Chubb, how many times have we heard the announcers go, Yeah, we're not gonna show that? Like I mean, probably count on one hand. Like Yeah. And uh, it's it's for the best that they didn't, because you know, me being me, I definitely went out and found the video myself and uh that one was hard to watch. Yeah, and you heard the gas from the crowd when they showed it on the video boards. Like it was definitely tough to watch hope that Nick Chubb can bounce back from this is his second pretty severe knee injury. So um, it sucks for him. It sucks for fans of the game. Uh, not even looking at it from the fantasy aspect of it. Like 
football is better when Nick Chubb is running because he's one of the top running backs in the league. Uh, they did bring back Kareem Hunt. I know that's not on the re- rundown because I forgot it, but they did bring back him, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, yeah, Nick Chubb, uh, T's and P's. You know, I didn't I, – I, I it took me too long to figure out what T's and P's was. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we got some trade this news this week. Um, uh, speaking of running backs, Cam Akers is on the move. He is traded to the Minnesota Vikings. I know the Browns were in on that discussion, a couple of other teams as well. The Vikings had an interesting situation with Alexander Madison after the Thursday night game, and now he is in a split with Cam Akers. What are your guys' thoughts on how that's going to break down? I mean, I think it was a good trade. I think it was a good trade for both. I know Lizzo is going to be excited because there's a new man on the Minnesota Vikings, but <laughs> in general, I really like uh, the fit. I think Cam Akers is going to be good there i really didn't think alexander madison was the guy to rely on all year long uh, whether he stayed healthy or not i just never truly believed in him i felt like he was a split back type of guy and now he gets that chance cam Akers gets a fresh start kyron williams gets the chance to feature himself i wouldn't start cam Akers um for a little bit until we see what that offense is going to do to break it down but uh, all in all i think it's a good trade both sides number one peak peek our TikTok and see what Tyler has to say about game makers even more. Uh, number two, apparently fun fact, the new man on the Minnesota Vikings was Dalvin cook. Yeah. Yeah. did know that. Not anymore. Okay. He's not. No, that's he, why. No, no, he that's was the one that was referencing the song though. For anyone out there that didn't know. But uh, yeah. So Cam makers getting traded. Uh, can we talk about how bad they didn't want him to give up a 2026 pick swap? Like they were like literally begging people to take him and it's like one of those deals that's like why didn't like a lot of teams just do that like we're talking about 2026 six round draft picks basically um but he gets to reunite with kevin o'connell i think exciting but 100 agree with tyler don't start cam makers this week even in a positive matchup but let's not get too far ahead of ourselves how close are you to being Ooh, uh, cut if you're being traded for 2026 pick swaps very close, close i would say <laughs> um who got done more dirty cam makers or deandre swift Prob- I will have to say DeAndre Swift even though he got traded for a third round pick because it seemed like everything was all fine and dandy there and all of a sudden they're like nope you're out we're drafted running back in the first round we don't want you anymore Cam Akers I think there was even whispers last year of like he had fights with the coaching staff and they were disgruntled and he almost got traded last year even so I think this has kind of been brewing it's basically what's worse, being traded for half a ham sandwich or watching your team celebrate that they drafted your replacement. Literally a day before they trade you. <laughs> wow. Good point. That's definitely an interesting way to look at it. I've never thought of it that way. Uh, but, you know, we did have, you know, Nick Chubb wasn't the only big injury. Uh, not in the game, so if you might have missed this, but on Wednesday's practice, star defensive back for the Dallas Cowboys and their number one defense so far through two weeks Trayvon Diggs did tear his ACL in practice one that's a tough blow for him you don't never want to see that and then to do it in practice on it I mean the Dallas Cowboys look like they might be the best to get team in the, the league through two weeks yeah um I just want to throw this out there because you know I'm me and I was scrolling through x formerly known as twitter we can still call it twitter do um, okay, that and I saw that 
Trayvon Diggs was very upset about the injury and not because he would miss the entire season, but because he had tickets for his birthday to go see Beyonce in concert tonight and had a special outfit he bought and bought his own like suite and everything for the concert. And now he can't go because he got injured and he's really upset about it. Like where, <laughs> where's this guy's head at on the injury? Definitely not where ours is, but uh, definitely a tough blow. Hard to see, but he'll be back. I mean, we're year. all, we're all humans. We all need a little queen bee in our life. Yeah. At least it was Beyonce. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Beyonce, we should be getting to know the uh, the Super Bowl halftime show pretty soon. I think they normally announce that you know early October, so a couple weeks away to figure out who that will be. It's gonna be Taylor Swift, who's uh, who's dating Travis Kelsey, right? We don't need to go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> is that is that your biggest surprise or takeaway from week two? Is the whole Travis Kelsey and uh, Taylor Swift? No, it is not my biggest surprise or takeaway. And I don't know if it's really a surprise or takeaway, but I wanted to take a second to talk about the uh, the yeah, sorry, the Broncos um, being able to hit a last second Hail Mary just to miss the two point conversion and make it mean nothing. The amount of emotion shift in that minute and a half of real time was was real. Well, I Broncos the amount Bronco. of and the Broncos, they had like a two score lead in the fourth quarter. Then mm-hmm. lost it. Then came back. Yeah, that was a a tough one to watch for sure. You know, if he converted that two point conversion, Russell Wilson might have gotten an MVP vote. But now, <laughs> now he's not getting one. Brock Purdy's still going to get an MVP vote before Russell Wilson. That's what we're telling me. Easy, <laughs> easily. So George, I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna go back to the Cam Akers trade. Okay, because I believe it was you that said bold prediction. Alexander Madison, two thousand yards. He doesn't. So how like are you feeling? <laughs> how am I feeling? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good because I'll actually mention World Cup for a half a second. Uh, about two hours before this trade went down, I traded Alexander Madison for Tua, and all of a sudden, Madison's in the split with Acres, and I got myself a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, and if we're talking about our. Bold predictions. My bold prediction was that Aaron Rodgers would lead the league in interceptions, and the dude made it four plays. So like, <laughs> they're both out. All right, they're both out. That's why all they're right, called bold predictions. All right, I'll, I'll I'll leave those alone. But you guys want to get into uh, doing a little week three preview? Uh, yes. But first, can we get a little serious for a second? Um, cue the music. Anybody? No. 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 Honestly, really serious. Like. Guys, this is a game. This is super fun, and I, I love the game of football. I love watching it. I love attending it. I love playing fantasy. I love talking with it with you guys, but it is a game. It is not worth somebody's life. It is not worth getting thrown in prison. These fights that are happening in stands are getting worse and worse and worse, and now a fight that happened in the stands at the Patriots game cost a man his life. Um, th- this is completely out of control. If people can't handle their alcohol they shouldn't be going to games uh if you cannot go to a game without getting in a fight with somebody else just because they like a different team or they cheer for a different team like it's absolutely ridiculous and this has to stop just want to put that psa out there hey, i think that 100 great and on that i mean too you hinted on what alexander madison went through after you know all the racial stuff that came out like that that's not needed like you go to a game 
you you get to enjoy the game. Yes, these pe- players get paid a lot of money. Yes, you have to pay a lot to be there, but have some respect. There's people around you. Have fun with them. Like the best moments, I, memories I have of this game. I'm sure you guys can relate to this. Is like when it's the opposite team's fan next to you, and you guys have like a friendly, but like back and forth the whole game. Like I feel like that makes the game even more exciting. So be respectful and have fun when you're in the stadium. Thank you, Cody. Sorry, I wanted to get that out of there, but now we can go on to our week three preview. So here we are. We're going to start off week three with a matchup between the Denver Broncos, who I mentioned a bit ago, and the Miami Dolphins. Um, the Dolphins have some wide receiver injuries to watch out for. Uh, Waddle is in concussion protocol, so we'll have to see on an update on him as we move towards the weekend. Tyree Kill looks like he might be okay. Limited participant to full. Um, this was, I won't lie, one of my uh, thoughts for picking for Survivor. Um, even with the wide receiver injuries, I think Dolphins over Broncos, I felt pretty confident. Hey, yeah, it's I not mean, a full West Coast team going East. So Broncos going to Bronco. So, I mean, it's probably a pretty safe bet. Um, the Waddle injury does concern me a little bit. It's a lot harder to defend when you have two speed demons on the outside um, with just one. They're still going to be a very dangerous team uh, if he doesn't play. But we don't know yet. We got to wait and see. And we'll definitely keep up with Couch GMs on all social media platforms. And we'll update you with all injuries and uh, game actives. But yeah, I mean, I think the Dolphins have a pretty good chance here, uh, fantasy wise. If Waddle doesn't go, is there another person on the Dolphins you'd want to start? Or are you just sticking with Tyreek Hill as far as pass catchers? I was going to uh, throw a joke out there and be like, so are we taking River Craycraft in. Uh every single DFS lineup if there's no Waddle, but. And I don't think there's going to be. I mean, two days of not practicing for a concussion, not good. I think he's going to miss this week. Not a doctor, but that's my my gut mm. feeling. Yeah, normally you see a limited thrown up at this point um, if they are close to exiting. So that's a good point. Um, I am just sticking with Tyreek Hill, and I'm probably playing Raheem Mostert, um, but I think that was going to happen regardless of the Waddle situation. Um, I just don't trust any of their other weapons enough to be like, yeah, got to play him. I had to look him up, so that's about how I feel about the rest. Well, there's Craycraft. What else is there? Braxton Berrios. Oh, yeah. I remember uh, Braxton Berrios. Eric Izukanama. Take him up, start up. Him. And then Cedric Wilson is still there. Okay. Yeah, no, it's Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Braxton Barrios is probably going to be the number two at that point, but not playing him. Do we see a heavier lean on the running game? Is I mean, Raheem Mostert, we see maybe some some A-chain get broken out finally. Hey. I, I think it's a possibility you're going to see a split, but I think how it's been so far, you're still safe playing Mostert in your leagues and then seeing if A-chain starts to put something together. So one more What's note before we move week? on. A-Chain? I think he was active, but I don't think he played much. He was active. Um, he was actually the number three last week behind Ahmed, but uh, Ahmed got hurt in the middle of the game, and he got a couple carries. Gotcha, because week one, he was in a healthy scratch. That's why I was asking. Yeah. One more note, and I'll stop talking about the Dolphins. Um, one of my favorite segments is buy low, sell high. Um, we're not doing that segment today, 
but I have a couple guys in mind that I wanted to throw out there. Um, and one of them is Raheem Mostert. Mostert has proved that he cannot stay healthy for a full mm-hmm. season uh, constantly in his career. But right now he's on a really good team and he is performing really well. So this is a guy that you can go ahead and sell. Maybe look for uh, the Nick Chubb owner who just lost him for the year. He could be desperate for running back. You might be able to get some really good value out of Raheem Mostert. But I would try to sell him now before the injury happens. I like that a lot. We can move on to game number two. We got the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Ravens injury update. They did not have Odell Beckham Jr. in practice on Thursday. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Justice Hill is likely not going to play this week. He's dealing with some kind of toe injury from what I understand. Uh, And on the Colts side, we might see a Gardner Minshew game as Anthony Richardson still is not practicing. (laughs) Can... How much can Gardner Minshew keep up with the Ravens? How much can he keep up with the Ravens? Yeah. Depends which Gardner Minshew shows up. I've seen that dude light it up, and I've seen that dude look like he doesn't belong in the NFL. So that's what makes it very, very tough, especially from a fantasy perspective. I mean, because Michael Pittman's actually looked pretty good, you know, late round flyer that you could feel pretty solid about a flex. I think I'd still throw him out there with Gardner Minshew just because he has the capabilities, but like, and what is this the Ravens team that could barely score against the Houston Texan, or is this the Ravens team we got last week? Like this, there's a lot of question marks still around that Ravens team, in my opinion. Gardner Minshew is uh, definitely a big question mark. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Baltimore Ravens so far have looked, I would say, pretty good. But I mean, Lamar has been able to stay healthy, but we also haven't seen the Lamar that we're expecting. Really, we haven't seen any of the running that we've been expecting. I mean, in general, we haven't seen Jalen Hurts go to that level that he was at last year. We haven't seen Justin Fields go to the level that we drafted him at. We haven't seen Lamar play out to the level that he's been drafted at. Um, These big mobile quarterbacks that we were really hoping for them to use their legs to get us some big points, none of them really performing up to their expectations just yet. Well, Jalen Hurts just carries the ball from the one-yard line, and I think we're going to have a lot to say about Justin Fields and his situation once we get to the Bears game, but I'll save it for then little teaser uh but you're right and i know the ravens wanted to put more of an emphasis on passing the ball since they had all these weapons they brought in like even last week they were missing beckham for part of the game and they were working in nelson aguilar and it's like he's still probably would have been their wide receiver two last year and he was working as their wide receiver four like and that's probably why they're trying to put more of an emphasis on but in fantasy uh, you know, people who have Lamar Jackson are like, this is not going to work out as well or as consistent because he always got his points with his legs. It's just crazy to me because a few years ago, we were saying you could just wait to the end of drafts to take a quarterback because there's so many good ones out there. You don't need to reach on a quarterback. And then last year, we saw that people won leagues because they actually had a good quarterback. Like there, there was inconsistent play all around the board. Uh, so this year, there was a lot more emphasis on drafting quarterbacks earlier than we've ever seen before. And yet guys like the three that I mentioned, guys like Joe Burrow, uh, they're just not performing. They're not doing what we expected. And once again, like quarterback is almost becoming a detriment. And it's so, so unpredictable. <laughs> so do you guys do you guys know who the number one fantasy quarterback is right now? Number it, one it, fantasy quarterback. I know Jordan Love is two. Yep, Jordan Love is too. Is it? Isn't it Kirk? It is Kirk. Yeah. So one guy Kirk that went undrafted, Cousins. one guy that was at the very end of the draft, and some leagues went undrafted. Uh, 
Russell Wilson, another guy that was floating with the bottom, he's at four. And then Anthony Richardson's at seven. Mac Jones at eight above Jalen Hurts. Like Sam Howe at 11. Like you're, you're right. Like the quarterback has been so inconsistent to start the season. It's definitely thrown a wrench in fantasy football. So, okay, go off on a little tangent here. Uh, we're way off the rails already, but who cares? Um, That's the so, quarterbacks. If there's quarter, which quarterback should we be panicking on? Which quarterback should we hold tight and believe in? Because I think every quarterback right now, outside of like those scrubs, have been underperforming. Um, got all these guys, Dak, you got um, Burrow, you got all these mobile quarterbacks. Which ones are you holding strong on? Which ones are you panicking? Do you have your button? I honestly might doesn't know where. <laughs> I, I, if you pull it up, because I was ready for this. I was ready for you to pull out the. So Tyler's looking right now. If he has, if he finds it, uh, I don't have it. Okay, he doesn't have it's it. In storage. <laughs> it's in storage. I think there's one clear and obvious one uh, that you would hit the panic button on, and the alarms would go off. Like, the alarms are going to go off for Joe Burrow here. Like, the dude's tweaked his calf again. We're not we're not going to talk about the Monday night game, but the Joe Burrow, is he was, like, quarterback three or four taken, like, behind the big runners, or like right behind Patrick Mahomes. We were expecting a lot out of him. And he seems to be the one that's the most detrimental because he's hurt. The Bengals' offense is really struggling, and they look like they've taken a step back. It's still early, and a lot can change, but he's the one that, I'm trying to go hit the waiver wires for to grab one. I'm not dropping him, but I'm trying to find someone else to stream, especially this week. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on he's the big one. I think I'm also panicked on Justin Fields, though. Um, and I was going to save a lot of the Bears talk for when the Bears came up, but there's a lot of either just disgruntled people in that building and fields feels like he can't play the way that he has played as much in the past 62 rushing yards through two weeks for him. He'd have 62 rushing yards and three quarters last year. Not saying that that's a, you know, sustainable way to play or even win games because they just haven't won in almost a full calendar year. But for fantasy, that's very concerning. Would you cut him? Uh, I would try to hold tight on him on my bench and I'd add one of these guys who has been, you know, coming up the boards like a Jordan love, like, a, um, I mean, you could probably play a Mac Jones, probably not Jared Goff If he was available, one of those guys and try to like temporarily play him and hope the fields turns it around. I wouldn't cut him yet. I picked up Jared Goff and started him in uh, the world cup. Cause I didn't, not a bad play Burrow. this week. Um, so my one guy that I will panic on since uh seems like we're all hitting one is Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. I'm the only one that didn't get uh, the Trevor sound Lawrence. effect, by the way. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is 99.6% owned. He was high uh, one of the more decently drafted quarterbacks. People are expecting big things from the Jags this year. In week one, it seemed like he was really throwing it around well. It really looked like he was connecting with his new weapons. Uh Calvin Ridley it looked like he was connecting with him super well. And he still finished with 17.7 points, which sounds pretty good compared to where the quarterbacks were at in week two. He finished with nine points. Now week one was against the Colts. That is 
again, I, I discussed this in previous years. I'll discuss it again. We call it the green matchup. It means he's facing a defense that allows a lot of points to the quarterback. Um, so in a green matchup, he got 17. In a red matchup against the Chiefs, he got nine. Nine is not going to cut it all year. And Trevor Lawrence has two more green matchups this year. In the, the entire rest of the year, he has two more green matchups. That's it. The guy has a super tough schedule. He doesn't use his legs um, to bring up the fantasy deficit um, for having the tough passing matchup. So I'm panicking on him. Hopefully, if you have Trevor Lawrence, you took him as one of those like eighth, ninth quarterback off the board, and then you drafted a backup like Kirk and you got bailed out. But yeah, that that's a great one there, Tyler. Why don't we just talk about his team, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, as they get to play a divisional matchup against the the Houston Texans. Now, they are nine-point favorites over the Houston Texans. As they should be. They should be because the Houston Texans aren't very good. Uh, Zay Jones is not practicing, so there's another weapon for him out. Uh, But in terms of fantasy-wise, any of these Jacksonville – like, I feel like you're still playing Calvin Ridley. Like, you saw what he could do, the potential in week one. You still can throw him out there. What about like Travis Etienne though? Like he's been up and down a little bit. How are you feeling about him? I'm, running backs is a scarcity at the moment though, so you might be forced to. Yeah, I feel like running backs have been so bad to start the year that if you have Etienne, you're still starting him. I still feel more confident in him than I do in guys like Najee Harris. Um, like I'm still rolling Etienne out there. Um, you know, every year in preseason, there's a lot of like fog there's a lot of media fog about players that they're like oh this is going to be the guy this is going to be the guy you sneakily have to pick up this guy and one dude that people were going really hard for that has been non-existent is tank bigsby um people were saying he was going to be like the next big thing like who cares about etn tank bigsby's going to take it all he's been non-existent um so hopefully you didn't buy into that fantasy fog but outside of him um outside of etn i'm still starting calvin ridley um Christian Kirk is a potential flex, but I mean, I don't really love this matchup in general on either side. I think my, the way I stand with ETN, um, I'm going to use tight ends as as an example, because there's the top five, six tight ends. The end of that tier probably being like Darren Waller, Dallas Goddard, where it's like, yeah, we know they're, they have a, be a chance to completely bust, but like, I trust them more than a guy on my bench or a guy off the waiver wire. Like, better chance to break out Darren Waller or I don't know at this point, Tyler Higby, you're playing Darren Waller every single time. Um, ETN's in that same category when it comes to running backs. Like we, we might only think like, Oh yeah, the top five to top 10 running backs are the guys that are like locks in your lineup every week. It kind of extends past that because the running back position is such a mess um, that like you have to kind of play the guys that, you know, have the high ceiling and just take the bad games with it. I think that's some good advice. I know on the uh, on TikTok you talked about picking up Nico Collins uh, because he's been balling out, and I believe actually C.J. Stroud is first, if not maybe second, in all of passing yards. So he's been throwing it around because they've been losing. Do you like Nico Collins and or Tank Dell this week? I'm I'm totally a go if you want to flex someone like a Nico Collins. I think Tank Dell you have to be in a pretty sketchy situation. Um, as much as I like the holding him to see if the you know success continues. Um, but yeah, Nico Collins can definitely be in your lineup if you are somebody who needs a flex. 
you know, we talked about quarterbacks are kind of inconsistent and running backs are scarce and tight end position still sucks. And wide receivers really haven't been that much better either. I think it's just all around fantasy points are just not coming. Um, It is a very low scoring year and it is a tough year to predict. I mean, guys, last year, uh, it would be around like week eight or nine. Maybe you're in bye week hell and you're just like, you know, maybe I'll pick up a guy like Nico Collins and flex him. It could be worse. We're in week three. There's no buy. There's some injuries, but we're talking about picking up guys like Nico Collins and Tank Dell um, in week three. That's how bad fantasy's been so far this year. It's difficult. So if you're out there and your team's not scoring, you're not alone. It's okay. You're not alone. Well, and I think that's a good point, too, and not to, like, throw dirt on you, Snyder, but we're in a league right now, and I think if I was checking the transaction wire, you pretty much, I think you're 0-2, and you're just like, I'm getting rid of my whole bench and just trying over <laughs> and and picked up, like, yeah. four or five different guys. Yeah. Uh, and, and honestly, like, I was like, that's actually kind of smart. Like, stop holding on to these people you drafted in the eighth round thinking they're going to break out. Okay, you missed. Go find someone to replace it. So. Maybe not go to the extreme Tyler did and drop all five of his bench players, but if they're that bad, why not? Yeah, my bench deserved to be dropped. I, I could read it off on this podcast, and nobody would be like, really, you dropped him? I think the biggest one I cut was Jamal Williams. Um, but even him, I mean, the dude's got a hamstring injury. He's not going to play, and Alvin Kamara's coming back. Kendra mm-hmm. Miller could step up and really shine and take away that job almost completely. I, I have no use for Jamal Williams anymore. So, yeah, I was fully ready to purge my team. Um, in almost every league. Uh, I lost two different matchups by one point, thanks to the Nick Chubb and the Jamal Williams injuries, respectively. I I needed a a reset button somewhere. I need to win something. Yeah, and I mean, like, we take late-round flyers, and they are literally flyers. Like, if you told me half the people you drafted in rounds 10 to 16, and would you be like, would you rather have Robert Woods right now? Would you rather have Josh Reynolds or Kareem Hunt right now? I would probably say yes to nine out of ten of the guys you'd say every time. Um, so it's not a bad move, Tyler. Yeah, I would t- like a lot of people would take Puka Nakua over half their third round picks at this point. That's how that's where we're at with fantasy. <laughs> I'm interested to see how much that holds up once Cup gets back, but we have more games yeah, to talk about. Cup Why don't we get back, back on track? <laughs> um we got the Buffalo Bills traveling to the Washington Commanders. Uh, Washington plus six and a half. Bills have a pretty big favor here. Commanders missing Logan Thomas from practice, and the Bills are missing Dawson Knox. Um, if you see James Cook come up on your uh, injury list as well, it was just personal reasons. Apparently how he missed on Thursday. Hopefully he will be good to go for the weekend. And James Cook has been one of those savior type running backs, at least a little bit, um, because we've been so scarce and he's had a pretty solid start to the season. Hey, he's my RB2 in one league and I he's RB12 on the year at half point PPR, so I'll take it. The running backs suck, so <laughs> right now he looks really good. Commander's running backs also? Um, Brian Robinson, I'm pretty sure he is he top 10 too. He's at least close. He had a great week last week. Three. Yeah. He had a really strong end of the game, uh, with that mm-hmm. late touchdown. So that really boosted him up the rankings quick. Um, are we worried about Antonio Gibson still taking a lot of things or is he somebody you can kind of plug and play for the moment? No, if I'm starting a commander's running back, I'm starting Brian Robinson. I feel like at this point, 
Robinson is probably a really strong flex or a decent running back too, and I'm feeling okay with it, and I'm not starting Antonio Gibson unless I have to. I agree. Nice. Um, I mean, I don't think there's much else to talk about. You're going normal with the Bills. Um, I don't think there's any crazy betting things to talk about here. Got a quick game moving on now to the Atlanta Falcons and the Detroit Lions. Um, Lions are expected to be missing David Montgomery this week, which is kind of sad seeing how he also started the year pretty strong. And I think the Lions really like having that pounded up the middle running back like we expected after last year's Jamal Williams situation. Um, And I'm interested to see how much Jameer Gibbs gets used or if they're going to try to mix in another um, I don't know if they have any other big body backs on the roster. I know Craig Reynolds, shout out to Craig Reynolds, was getting some carries in Montgomery's absence last week. Uh, I don't know who else is on their depth chart. If you guys do chime in. I I, it's, pull it up quick. It's, <laughs> it'll be Craig and Jameer this week. And Craig will be the, he's a similar build. He's a little bit smaller, like height and weight wise, but he's more similar to David Montgomery than a Jameer Gibbs. So he'll be a nice compliment. Uh, and definitely, yeah, guy, uh, I would... Craig Reynolds and former Jet Zonovan Knight. Yeah, and he just got promoted from the practice squad after okay. the Montgomery injury. Uh, so, Craig could be an interesting DFS play this week. Falcons have a pretty decent run defense, uh, but the Lions have shown they can put up points. I mean, Amra is injured too. If Amra is injured, Josh Reynolds looks good. Um, but missing David Montgomery and Amra, and they're missing their starting right guard, Hal Vitae. Uh, do we see maybe a little bit of a step back from the Lions? Do we think that they might struggle more on offense? Because so far they've been kind of gunslinging. Um, I know we just talked about Goff being a good start, and obviously I think he's a good start because I picked him up and started him, but do you guys have any fears with him if Amra doesn't go? I think there's enough weapons around him. Like I like Sam Laporta a lot too, and he's been targeted. He's been a top ten tight end the first two weeks. A rookie um, tight end. I think Gasp. a rookie tight end top ten. I know that's actually something you don't see too often. To be actually be serious about it. <laughs> um, but I don't. I'm not worried about golf. Uh, I'm worried about the Lions winning the game. Uh, but when it comes to the fantasy pieces of like golf, Laporta, um, Josh Reynolds. Um, and Jameer Gibbs, I'm good with all of them. Yeah, and on the Falcons, just play Bijan. You can probably play Tyler last year too, but play Bijan. That dude and Drake London. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Drake London's a like definite start. He had one good week and one non-existent week. He's just not getting the targets right now for me to feel comfortable. Well, same with T Higgins. I'm not saying that Drake London is as good as T Higgins, but um, it's okay to have them completely disappear for a week. It, I mean, it, it makes us really question it when it's week one. Um, but I, I think in the long run, London's going to be fine. Long run. So, yes. But this week, I don't know. I don't, I have him in a league and I might have to start him just because my team is absolute hot garbage. But um, outside of that, I'm still trying to bench him if I can. So real quick, Using this matchup, George, in your wa- waiver wire, you mentioned Josh Reynolds. You've mentioned him a couple times here. Would you play Josh Reynolds over Drake London? Um, I'm going to go with the if Amrod's out, yes. If he is not, I'd probably rather play London. Okay. Tyler, Tennessee Titans, Cleveland Browns, they're up next. Go ahead. The floor is yours. 
All right, so the concerns here are with Derrick Henry and DeAndre Hopkins. If you're following the practice reports, both of them have been limited in practice. Derrick Henry even had a DNP. Um, I'm not concerned about either one of them. They both are going to play on Sunday. Uh, don't be surprised to see a lot of not practicing or limited practices from those guys. They like to give veterans rest on the Titans' side, and usually they just list whatever minor injury they might have, like a sore toe. But these guys are going to play. They'll be there. If you have Derrick Henry, you're starting him. He's been one of the most consistent running backs so far. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, though, I don't know if I'm starting him. I mean, he's been he's been getting the targets. He just hasn't been getting the production. If you have somebody else you can put in there, I'd, I would bench Hopkins. And Traylon Burks, I mean, he's getting the big plays, but he's not getting enough plays to be started. Chagosio, Mokonkwo, they're trying to get him involved. But in all, all in all, the entire offense is just non-existent right now. And until they get things gelled, guys like D-Hop, Chiggy, and Burks are going to have to remain on your bench until those Titans gel. And against the Browns defense, with no offensive line going against a great pass rush like them, I'm not starting anybody except Derrick Henry. Uh, it's him and him alone. On the Browns side, uh, they don't have Nick Chubb. Uh, Amari Cooper did not practice, although he really didn't practice last week. They said that he was going to be out, and then all of a sudden he's playing. So I'm not buying into anything with his practicing until we hear an official word of whether he's playing or not. Um, At this point, I'd expect him to play until told otherwise. Uh, But the running back situation, that's what we're really interested in here. Um, I want to hear your opinions on... Kareem Hunt, Jerome Ford, uh, not only this week, but long-term. But I will say for this week, the Titans have one of the best run defenses in the entire NFL. Don't get discouraged if these guys don't have a great week running the football. They have a bad pass defense, so the Browns might pass the ball really well, but I'm not starting a Browns running back this week. No, I'm with you. Honestly, the the over-under in this game is 39.5, and, and like, this screams like the under. Like this seems like a 9-6, 13-10, low scoring. Tyler's gonna t- blow my phone up numerous times telling me the Titans suck. They can't do anything. And that's just what's gonna happen. And I think that you bring up a good point. Like a lot of fab was spent, a lot of waiver priority went to Jerome Ford. I think he's gonna be the starter. I know they brought back Cream Hunt. He has familiar familiarity with the the offense, but the dude they didn't bring him back after last year until there was an injury. So it wasn't like they were dying for this guy to be on their team. So I, I like Jerome Ford long-term, but I'm not forcing him in my my lineup this week. Agreed there. And there's probably plenty of people that went out and got him with the first waiver priority or spent a lot of fab that are desperate. Um, and I am i won't lie, I'm worried about Ford in the long-term because I think they wouldn't have brought back someone with familiarity like Kareem Hunt if they didn't expect to use him. Um, but he's going to have to be worked back in. Like he's in shape, sure, but is he in game shape? he's going to need a week or two most likely in the building to really get totally up to speed. So you're most likely going to see more Ford this week. Maybe then you will the rest of the year. It just thinks it comes in a bad matchup. Yeah. Like I said, Titans run defense is very, very good. So these guys are touchdown dependent. Um, if you start them, but try to avoid starting them at all costs. Before we get off this game, I want to have Tyler play a little quick game of set my lineup. Um, oh, I, got I got DeAndre Hopkins. You mentioned DeAndre Hopkins before. Would you play Hopkins or Tutu Atwell? Uh, call me crazy. Tutu Atwell. I don't think the Titans offense is going to go off, and I think Tutu is actually underrated. We're all talking about Puka, but Tutu is right up there with getting the targets and the receptions. 
I like it. I mean, I honestly currently have two, two above him too. So that's not super crazy. Uh, how about, um, yeah, let's go with Deandre Hopkins or Gus Edwards for flex. Man, I don't like with the Ravens, so I'm always against them. <laughs> I don't know, because Gus Edwards looked like he ha- showed some flashes last week, but at the same time, they get close to the goal line, and it looks like they want to put in Justice Hill. Uh, or he'll still hurt. have that threat. Hurt. Oh, man, I see. I don't like the Ravens, so you can see how much I follow them. Um, <laughs> we only covered I, two games ago. I would say I they're, they're fairly even, but yeah, I, I think you have a better chance of Gus getting a touchdown than D-Hop, so I would go Gus. All right, one more. DeAndre Hopkins, Rashad White. Rashad White. He's so heavily using that offense right now. Um, he's one of the few running backs that's actually doing pretty well. Um, again, I still think D-Hop is good long-term. This might be a good time to buy low on him because the Titans have a gauntlet matchup in the first half of the year. Uh, they have a cakewalk matchup in the second half of the year. If you can get D-Hop towards the playoff run, uh, once that offense really starts to click and they have easier matchups, he could be great. So might be a good time to buy low on him. I like it. I'll let you off the hook after that. Thank you for the advice. And we can move on to a divisional matchup between the New England Patriots and the New York Jets. Um, Jets, we all know their whole situation with injuries. They have Brees Hall as a limited participant, and he had a whole four touches in last week's game. Now going against a tough Patriots defense. How are, are we panicking on this one? cue panic button maybe i don't know if i'm panicking i just don't know if i'm playing anybody <laughs> when healthy i'm starting garrett wilson outside of that i'm not touching anybody on the jets and i, I would play breeze if they got him touches but after the last week i definitely have my hesitations yeah i don't trust it i just want to also mention how uh i said in the preseason to draft olave over garrett wilson and i know injuries happen that were unexpected but i'm looking pretty smart I mean, that was before Aaron Rodgers made it four plays. Yes. Um, so even Patriots side of the ball, not even Ramondre Stevenson, anything. You, we're I didn't like Ramondre Steven preseason. I don't like Ramondre Stevenson now. I will never be on the Ramondre Stevenson train. Um, yes, I have him in a couple leagues. Yes, I'm starting him, but he's not a guy I'm ever going to be thrilled about. It's like me with Amari Cooper. That is a good comp. <laughs> He's good. He's going to get you some points. Never going to be thrilled with it. And it's also a terrible matchup this week. So, like, if For you both can, sides, it's good. Yeah, if you can avoid playing Garrett Wilson, please do that. If you can't, or not Garrett Wilson, Ramondre Stevenson, or both of those, but I'm both, do that. But in the my running opinion. back is definitely harder to, to fill in at the moment. All right, Cody. Uh, last question on this game. Who has a more? I like, I already know what the point spreads are, but what game is going to be lower scoring? The Titans and Browns or the Jets and Patriots? Oh, 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 oh. Um, I'm going to say that Titans Browns because there'll be some sort of defensive touchdown or special teams touchdown in the Patriots Jets one to get it over the edge. <laughs> also defensive touchdowns and ones field goals in the other Garrett Wilson is still ahead of Chris Olave George moving on to Chris Olave's New Orleans Saints taking on Cody's Green Bay Packers take it away Cody 
Like you mentioned, it's my Green Bay Packers, and we are in midseason form on the injury report. So uh, the whole left side of our offensive line is most likely not going to play. No David Bakhtiari, no Elton Jenkins. Aaron Jones went DMP to limited. Christian Watson went limited to DNP. Now, they were in pads on Thursday, so Matt LaFleur said that was always the plan for him not to practice because they were in pads. Um, But we'll have to wait and see. Packers also play next Thursday, so it's a quick turnaround against the Lions. Bigger matchup. Would not be surprised to see them hold them out. Jordan Love is quarterback two so far, but it's all on touchdowns. I mean, he had three touchdowns and a less than 150 yards passing last week. Granted, he had two like 40 plus DPIs not called. So that affects the snap, the the stats as well. On the Saints side, we talked about Jamal Williams missing time. Kendra Miller is a full participant. And then uh, my start of the week, like I would start this dude over pretty much everyone except the big three is Taysom Hill. I don't know how bold that is, but Taysom Hill at tight end, he had nine rushing attempts last week after Jamal Williams went down. Packers run defense isn't very good. Kendra Miller is expected to have a bigger role, but he's a rookie. So I look for Taysom Hill to be very involved this week. And unless you have Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, or TJ Hawkinson, you should play Taysom Hill. It's not crazy. It's just the fact that they don't use that with him consistently. But the fact that uh, there's so many running back injuries, he's basically a running back you're playing in your tight end spot just by default. So yeah. Well, yeah. Go yeah. back. Go. All right. And we're thinking about taking the saints uh, plus one and a half because of the Packers injuries, but that's the only other thing I wanted to mention there. Last game, of the one o'clock window is the LA chargers traveling to the Minnesota Vikings. We game still have year. no. Yeah. Right. <laughs> We still have no Austin Eckler in practice. And after the way Joshua Kelly did underwhelmed us last week, it's going to be hard to put him back in the lineup. But I think the Minnesota Vikings defense is not as good as the Titans. So it could be a little bit more of a boost there. Uh, Mike Williams is back at practice for the Chargers, so he should be good to go. Uh, anything you want to talk about in this? I can't think of anything specific. Yeah. Um I know Joshua Kelly wasn't thrilling last week, but I already said it earlier. The Titans run defense is the best in the league right now. And any running back against the Titans defense is not doing well, but the Eagles just played the Vikings and Deandre Swift ran for 175 yards. So I'm okay. Putting Josh Kelly back into my lineup this week. Again, it's not a player I'm thrilled with, but with, with a way the running back position is right now. And that Swiss cheese run defense that they had last week, I'm willing to start Josh Kelly and give him another chance. I'm ready to get hurt again. <laughs> yeah, and I was def- definitely being sarcastic when I said game of the game of the year. But in terms of these two teams, both being 0-2, like, honestly, seasons are on the line. Like, it's very hard to come back from 0-3 and make the playoffs, especially in the AFC for the Chargers. The Vikings, they've struggled. Their defense... Their offense is putting up points, but their defense isn't very good. This is not an offense to uh, have to face with a poor defense. So I think there could be a lot of points there. The over-under is 54. That might be the highest of the whole Sunday slate or whole weekend slate. But uh, So a lot of fantasy points. So the guys that you would play, you'd play, and it should be a fun one. Vikings are good at going down early and then making a, a cool comeback. Chargers good at going up early and then blowing the lead. So... 
Can't wait to see how this one finishes. <laughs> so, so what you're saying, saying Chargers 35 nothing at halftime. Uh, 35-35 all at the end of the game. Vikings win 42-35 in overtime. Yeah, wouldn't shock me. Uh, Game with the of the way year, hundred percent. NFL season went last year, and the way it's going already this year, <laughs> mm. I, I could see it. Just want to mention the over under on this game is fifty four. That is a whole six points higher than the next closest game. Uh, so they're like Vegas is expecting the same thing. And early candidate for this year's Lions and fantasy is the chargers you play everyone against them and you play everyone on their team yeah not a bad comparison but that wraps up the one o'clock window for us on the east coast now we go to the four o'clock window and we need to have a talk with whoever decided to make it only three games at four o'clock in these matchups so let's get into the first one carolina panthers at the seattle seahawks bryce young probably not going to play dk metcalf DNP on Wednesday. They didn't have their Thursday report out because that's what Seattle likes to do. Uh, but yeah, Seattle without DK, I think they can still handle Carolina pretty pretty easily. Sorry to everybody out there who's had to hear my cat meow on the show and now my dog whining on the show. My my pets want to be a part of the podcast too. Um, and Jimmy, yeah, the I, what's that? Get him on the screen. Uh, he's he's on the floor. I have. It's not the old days of the webcam where you just pick it up off and turn it. It's, it's attached to the computer. It's 2023, Cody. Um, anyway. Oh, I know. <laughs> no, so I, I don't really like the Panthers at all this week with having Bryce Young out. Not that I really like the Panthers to begin with, um, but I, I'm going to try to avoid pretty much everybody on this team this week and the Seahawks side. I really like the Tyler Lockett finally came alive at the end of last week. I think uh, Jackson Smith and the jig book can be thrown into that preseason fog of guys. We were really hyped on hasn't really lived up to it just yet. And I think with DK Metcalf, if he ends up not playing, then maybe we might see that Jackson Smith and the Jigba step forward. But until then Tyler Lockett's my favorite play of the week. And that's about it. I think you play Gino this week too. If you need a streamer, that's where we are with quarterbacks. We're like, yes, Gino, let's go. You say that, but Gino was actually a top ten last year. He's not going to be this year, though. That's a great look. Point. I don't want to believe that. All right, so just <laughs> Tyler doesn't look at the facts. He just looks at how he felt. But <laughs> hot thanks, guys. Second game, second game in this exciting four o'clock window is the Dallas Cowboys and the Arizona Cardinals. And is 12 and a half enough of a spread in this game? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. If that tells you anything. <laughs> I don't know. Like the, this... the Cardinals have been keeping games closer than they should be. I mean, they yeah, have they through... played the Giants and the Commanders. I'll, also, the, the NFC East week. gauntlet. I was going to say, the NFC East gauntlet to start the year. Like, No, I don't think they play the Eagles next week, but... But yeah, Cardinals, I ain't no one I'm playing in fantasy football. I don't, they're not even James Conner. Dude, James Conner is my Ramondre Stevenson. Let's just put it that way. It's fair. That's so fair. He's, yeah, he's so underwhelming. <laughs> Maybe he's there if you need eight points. Do you think he could get eight against this defense? 
bro, who else are the Cardinals going to give the ball to? Marquise Brown? Name another person after them, too. Zekertz. Uh, okay, yeah, Zekertz. And he's actually getting the most targets. <laughs> You're not wrong, actually. Rondell um, Moore. Greg Dortch. I can name the players. Doesn't mean I want to play any of them. Doesn't mean I like them. <laughs> Greg Dortch. Legend. Greg Dorch is a great special teamer. That does not help your fantasy team, but it's fine. Um, Cowboys, I'm I'm actually concerned about playing Dak in this matchup because I almost have fears of what happened week one where they got up so big that he did nothing. Like, it's not going to be that the Cowboys aren't going to perform. It's that they're not going to have to pass. That is annoying. Yeah, I just I don't think you get too cute, though. Just play Dak. All right, I'll hit you with a couple. So is it Dak or Kirk? Kirk. Dak or That's Tua? The... Ooh, Tua does if Jalen Waddle doesn't go. I mean so you've I would still play Tua, but you've also asked people that I've would have said Dak or or not had Dak play above all season long. So Okay. I mean these are people who are drafted right around or like an example there's a league I have Dak where I have these guys are drafted with or traded for like right around him. So it's not like it's Dak crazy to say people wouldn't Purdy. have both. Dak or Brock Purdy. Well, by the time you listen to this, if you didn't play Brock Purdy, you have to play Dak because they're playing <laughs> in. I know 40 minutes. But I'm asking you now. So you're going to look crazy in 40. This episode's going to air on Friday. They're going to be like, really? He said, start Brock Purdy. He got four. Like I'll, nah, I'll say start Brock Purdy. I'll be that guy. Sure. <laughs> This is how bad the games are at the four o'clock window that we're like, we're just talking about random stuff. So why don't we talk about the last one? The uh, hold on. Bears. We, we missed the, the best fantasy player on the entire Cowboys team. Brandon Aubrey is looking really good. Uh, great fantasy kicker. Pick him up. Uh, start him. He's going to be great in this matchup. I mean, kickers do matter. First, in mistake. First mistake was having kickers in your fantasy league, but we don't need to get into this. Brandon Aubrey or Jake Elliott? Brandon Aubrey. I'm not okay. answering this. Jake Elliott's actually kicker one and Brandon Aubrey's kicker two, so you can't go wrong either way at this point. I'm just trying to piss Cody off. Um, Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Chicago Bears, and I ask again, is 12 and a half enough of a spread? Uh, Yes. That's oh. enough. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Like, the Chiefs... I think they are going to win this game easily. And I think the Bears are hot garbage. There's a, they were the worst team in the league last year, and people overreacted to them getting DJ Moore. But the Chiefs offense has struggled the first two weeks of the season. So maybe not 12 and a half points. Maybe this is their coming out party, though, and they put up 50. I think both are viable options. You know what's crazy to me is this is two years in a row now where the Chiefs are – doing really well on offense as expected the chiefs are looked at as this super powerful offense but outside of mahomes and kelsey i still don't really want to start a lot of chiefs it's just a weird yeah. it's weird well this it's not the, the denver broncos of the peyton manning here so let's just put it that way no it's not it's because they spread the ball out so much um but in this matchup with you expecting them to be up and playing a bears defense that's been bad I want to look at running backs and like if Pacheco plays, do we play Pacheco? If he doesn't play, do we play Clyde Edwards Alaire? I don't want to start a Chiefs running back ever unless I'm like gun to my head and I have to. 
Chiefs just don't run the ball much. And but again, they're gonna this be is up so bad. This is me playing emotionally, George. This is not me going, well, the analytics say that when a team goes up by this much, then they're going to... Yeah, I don't care about analytics. I go about feelings. And feelings are that the Chiefs don't run enough. Yeah, he's the uh, one wearing the glasses in this episode. And he's the one like... (laughs) Well, the analytics say that... No. (laughs) I'm not The analytics are telling me that I'm not playing Dak and I'm playing Isaiah Pacheco. So you can deal with it. No, legitimately, though, I think there's a chance if you need a cheap DFS option and Pacheco doesn't go, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a possibility. Sure, I'll throw him in DFS. Pacheco is RB36 on the season. Killing it. Right behind Alexander Madison. So <laughs> that's where we're at. <laughs> Sunday night football is a little bit better now that we're Barely. through that four o'clock window. <laughs> I mean, it's a closer game. I'm not saying it's going to be a great game, but the Pittsburgh Steelers are traveling to the Las Vegas Raiders. We get to look at the beautiful stadium and we get to see who can actually show up for the Steelers or the Raiders. Um, Good news, Jacoby Myers is a full participant in practice. It looks like he's going to clear concussion protocol for this one. And the Raiders are favored. It's only because I they they has to be because they're at home, if I had to guess. I thought the Steelers would have been favored in this. Who cares? They both suck. I I they got Jacoby Myers back. Anyone surprised Devontae Adams not on the injury report after that hit he took? Yeah, me too. Yeah. That was weird. But uh yeah, like the Steelers, they're going to get some sacks. The Raiders, they're not very good. You're <laughs> right. It is they, they got the three-point home favorite spread. I mean, the Raiders are still going to play your guys and Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, despite them not being very good this season so far. But that's because I ain't going to lose with them on the bench. And maybe that's not the right way to approach fantasy football. Uh, but that's how I look at it. How many carries does Josh Jacobs need to get positive yards this week? 13 13 carries so, one yard so <laughs> where is he at i wonder by low on josh jacobs uh he's 29th i believe i'm seeing here um i see him as 33 half point ppr so yeah. above isaiah pacheco and alexander madison so so he's doing good that's the mendoza line i guess if you uh we're talking about josh to put jacobs that. and he's still better than the running back that you're like i gotta start him he is ne- <laughs> he has negative yards last week and he's still above those guys. So I like the idea of buying low on Josh Jacobs. They're not going to be that bad all year. He um, did miss all of camp. Yeah, slow start Remember. because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Anyone else in this game want to talk about? Uh oh, actually. Um, call me crazy. Uh I like starting Najee Harris this week in this matchup. Call me crazier. Start Jalen Warren instead of Najee Harris. I have no idea what Tyler's writing, but I feel like it's going to be good. I'm not writing. I just look at fantasy your homework? stats. Are you no, I'm looking at fantasy stats, and it's just, it just it blows my mind. I mean, <laughs> I know it's only week three, so we shouldn't overreact, but the top three scoring quarterbacks are Kirk Cousins, Jordan Love, and Justin Herbert. Top three running backs are McCaffrey, Kyron Williams, and Brian Robinson. Wide receivers, we got Tyree Kill and Mike Evans. That makes sense. Then Puka Nakua. Uh, like, Does it, though? Because Mike season? Evans was taken later than he has any season in his career. <laughs> but st- what is this season? What is this season? That's George, title this episode, 
week three. What is this season? There you go. Cool. Please. <laughs> we got on top of all of this, the second Monday night double header of the season. What can is we this stop season? With, can we stop with this double header stuff on Monday night if they're not gonna be back to back? Yes, exactly. Like it's I know dumb having to go back and forth on a Monday night. So fun fact, and I think this is why they did it. Did you know as a feature of just having YouTube TV, you can two box any channels at any time? So they want so you if, to two box the if, Monday night games. If you have if you bought the full version of YouTube TV, you can watch both at the same time. Now you see that's probably not the reason though because they're trying to give value to ESPN and not yeah 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 YouTube in this. Um <laughs> But I guess that's a perk. I don't know. I'd still rather watch it full screen and then have another game or just have one Monday night football game with a concept. Or and even if you're like, a young guy with a, a 32 inch TV in his room and uh, you're trying to split screen on a 32 inch, you just you can't see anything. It's not fun. Valid point. Valid point. But we got to talk about the games. Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. George, take it away. Um,. Eagles running back situation is going to be interesting because I think Kenny Gainwell is going to be back this week. Um, I wouldn't play him. You have a chance you could play Swift if you're desperate. I know that Tyler and I were having this discussion pre-show. Um, but I think the Eagles are going to handle this. It's probably going to still be a close game like they've had the last few weeks. So the receivers should be good. You can get a Jalen Hurts double-cheek push touchdown. Buccaneers side, I'm interested to see how hot they stay. Call the push push. Double-cheek push. Um and Tampa Bay Buccaneers side of the ball, this is probably the toughest defense they've played yet, but they've been hot to start. The Baker Mayfield revenge tour might have been starting a week later, or sorry, a year later than we wanted it to last year, but he's been solid. He's been, has Mike Evans as a top three wide receiver right now. Um, and I think those guys are still good to go in your lineup. Um, I don't particularly like Rashad White as much as you guys seem to this week, but um I'm interested to see how hot the Buccaneers stay in a tougher matchup. Also, the Eagles are allowing the most points to fantasy quarterbacks. So they're not that defense that you th you think that they are. They're putting up points in fantasy, but they're allowing points as well. Gather the sacks and turnovers, give up the yards and points. That makes sense. Fun, fun. Yeah. Hey, this last matchup, we got one more on Monday night. Los Angeles Rams, Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow, question mark. And I don't know if, if he goes like, like, what are you doing? If, let's, that's a great question. What are you doing if you have Joe Burrow? I'm getting another quarterback. Is, are you going to get Matt or, Stafford? I mean, or, if you have, if you have the ability to add Matt Stafford, you can do that. But even yet, I almost feel like I'd want to play Matt Stafford instead. Wait a second. If Joe Burrow goes, you'd rather play Matt Stafford? Bro, this guy's going to be over on the sideline with the gun working on his calf the entire game if he plays anyway. Wow. If I have Joe Burrow, I'm benching him. I'm finding somebody else on the waiver wire to pick up. Hey, you're the biggest Matthew Stafford hater I've ever heard. Would you play Matthew Stafford over Joe Burrow straight up? <laughs> if they're both fully healthy? Or if they're both active, I should say. No, this week both. If they're both active. Would knowing Burrow could re-injure or whatever. Uh 
He's thinking about it. It's not as crazy as you said, Cody. I'd say it's like 50-50. I don't like Matt Stafford, obviously, but he's clearly slinging the ball around right now. Um, but Joe Burrow is really, really bad. So I'd... So you, you, you do <laughs> realize that uh, Joe, Joe Burrow scored more points than Matt Stafford last week when he re-aggravated his injury? Well, re-aggravated to the end of the game. He tweaked at the end of the week one. I'm taking this as a victory, Cody. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Hey, if anyone made it this far in the episode, uh, congrats to them. Uh, Puka Nakua, Kyron Williams, Tutu Atwell, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. You know those guys. Uh, and we'll have to wait and see. Now I kind of hope that Burrow plays, yeah. and we can talk about this next week, the, the non-existent dollar bet on Burrow versus Matt Stafford. But let's get into some survivor picks. That was the most Cody graphic I've seen in a long time. <laughs> survivor spelled wrong and picks is all caps. What are you doing? <laughs> Dude, it's a, it's a template, man. I don't know why they're all. I, I have to gather myself. You go first. Dude. You want me to go first? Yes. Okay, I'll go first. This one's easy for me. So there's a lot of good matchups this week, and it's it's juicy. Um, you know, we talked about the four o'clock slate. They're all feel like gimmies. And I've been ro- riding with whoever the Cardinals plays, and I think you can easily do that this week. Uh, but if I'm still in a survivor league, I'm going to try to save the Chiefs and the Cowboys another week, and I'm going to pick the Seattle Seahawks. I will say that uh, before the show, I was going to say Seahawks. Um, and then now that I see that Cody already picked them, I didn't know we were writing them down or I would have wrote it down earlier. Um, I was going to pick the Seahawks, but since you picked them, I'll pick a different team. Um, I do like using the Seahawks, though, because I don't think they're a phenomenal team. So anytime you can use a crappier team and, you know, move on keeping your biggest teams, like I know Cody used the Commanders and the Giants already. It barely squeaked through with that Giants pick, but Woo! now you're set up really well for the rest of the year. You still got all these other big teams, but I, if I'm not going Seahawks, I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they're facing the Indianapolis Colts without Anthony Richardson. I uh, I like the Ravens' chances. I'm going with them. I think the big teams, you have a lot of options this week. Um, taking the Chiefs against the Bears. Um, if you didn't take the Cowboys already, like I did them against the Cardinals, those are all solid picks. Um, I am personally going to go with the Jaguars over the Texans. Um, I normally don't like picking on uh, divisional matchups, but I think this one, like the skill gap between the Jags and the Texans, um, especially this early in the year with the Texans, with the rookie quarterback. I like the idea, like odds. I don't like the way you said that. I'm not going to lie. Jaguars, like J A G. W I R E S. That's how we're spelled. Jag wires. Yep. I'll make sure to spell it that way on the graphic U-A-R. next time. You'll you spell it wrong anyway. It's fine. Story of my life. <laughs> no, so interesting. We're all pick avoiding the big teams, and I think that's a smart way to look at it too. Because I don't know how many people are in the Survivor League that we play in that we do these picks for, uh, but I imagine Chiefs and Cowboys will be a hot commodity this week. So being able to hopefully get a victory and save those teams for the future 
will be worth it. One more thing before we get out of here. Let's jump into Tyler's Oddball Fact. <laughs> the music's fun. Um, <laughs> it's just... What hey, doing? man. Let's feel a groove. <laughs> All right. I, I got a simple one for you guys, but I'm throwing it out there because I think uh, it's an oddball fact that could repeat itself in the near... Uh, and that is in 1992, the NFL experimented by having two bye weeks during the season. Um, and like I said, I feel like that's an oddball fact that could repeat itself because if we move uh, to an 18 game season, we very well could have two bye weeks and get rid of the preseason almost altogether. Because uh, you're going to have to give these guys breaks. 18 games is a lot. So um, could definitely see it happening again. Do you remember back when they were talking about extending to 18 games and they had the ridiculous thing of like, we're going to play 18 games, but every player can only be active for 17. Like those ridiculous things. I The second bye week is a much better option. Hey, it's all just to get the Super Bowl President's Day weekend. So we have that Monday off. And, that and see that for. that is the goal. And I'm good with that. And I also don't think they're going to ever completely get rid of the preseason. They'd probably be one game if I had to guess. I think they would just narrow it down to two. I would say two. One road, one way. Get the weekend between 18 games. One away. They're both away then. (laughs) Come on, man. It's two away games. Nobody plays at home. Everyone's out on the road. Playing at college stadium. Neutral sites all year. That's what we're doing. Hey, I don't don't blame me for saying that one bit. I like that idea. What are we doing? Man, this... What is this season? Um, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I have one more uh, request for the editor before we get out of here. We need that music for Tyler's bumper to just play underneath this entire segment. Uh, Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll try that for next week. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> uh, I guess that means it's uh, my turn to talk. Because, I mean, yeah. I mean, you're done. I can wrap up this show. Uh, it's been a doozy. It's always fun when we have Tyler back, and as you can see, he does not help us stay on the rails. We're always off the rails, but uh, as a reminder, <laughs> you can follow us at the Couch GMs everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. If you have any specific start, sit questions, need help with your waiver lineups, we'll answer those as quickly as possible, uh, so that will do it for me. I'm stalling because I lost the button I was supposed to click as I wrap this up, but that means it's I'm Cody Rocap. George Kurth, Tyler Snyder, and we will see you all next week.